Hey everyone, welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I'm Rochelle Danae Poth. Thanks for listening today and for joining in. If this is your first time, welcome. If you have been listening to my episode since I started from the very beginning back in September, I definitely appreciate you and I'm glad to have you come back and hope that you've gotten some ideas along the way uh, based on all the different topics I have shared in my podcast since starting. I've amazingly had somewhere around, I think, 50 episodes, and I've tossed around the idea of when I should make a shift to season number two. Uh, Not really sure. Do I go the full year? So that's kind of been a question on my mind as of late. Among other questions, things like, what is school going to look like in the fall? What will I be doing when it comes to teaching with my students so that if we have to make quick transitions to and from our classroom space, what are some ways that I can put methods and tools and strategies, all of those things, into action as soon as I can so that it doesn't end up being an overwhelming experience, even though the likelihood is that it still will be because it's going to definitely be an uncertain time. But my hope is that based on all of our experiences from going through it this past spring, that we have a better frame of reference and understanding of what it is that we need to do to be better prepared this time and have gathered some new ideas, maybe gotten rid of some methods and things that we were using that maybe they were working, but they weren't working as good as some of the other ideas that we've come up with in the time that we were going through the remote teaching and our students were learning remotely. So now as I'm thinking about where we are in the world with so many things happening, it's interesting with every single passing day to see the changes that are happening in our daily lives across the country, throughout the world, but specifically looking at different states and the actions that they're taking in different school systems within those states to see, are they planning to go back to in-person classroom instruction? Are they coming up with three plans? I've heard of some schools coming up with nine plans. And so it is definitely a challenging time. And I'm sure that everybody who is involved in those processes of going through, trying to come up with the plans, getting all of the materials and thinking through every single part of the day, the number of interactions, the spaces that we interact in, the materials that we use in class, what our students need from us and the way that we move around our classrooms and the way that our students move around our classrooms as well. For me, That was a realization that I had a couple of weeks ago where I thought, wow, I spent so many years teaching with my desk lined up in rows and me standing in the front of the classroom and realized that my students weren't engaged and I didn't feel like I was able to connect with them. They weren't able to connect with each other and I just wasn't doing enough. And so a few years ago, I broke apart the rows and started to use stations and had students interacting more and being social in class, which was uncomfortable because I was worried about, would they learn? I was worried about what people would think if they walked past my room and students weren't in their seats or they were, I don't know, on the floor, sitting on the desk or talking. And all of that subsided over time when I saw the benefits. But as I've been thinking about things, especially in the last couple of weeks and the structure of classrooms, I realized that we are going to have to go back to that structure of having desks placed apart in rows in specific areas of our classroom. And I just, I'm still trying to process that. I 
I know how much I value, and we all value, the time to have those conversations with our students as they're coming into the classroom, standing at the door and greeting them, or moving around the classroom if they're working on something independently, or if you're using stations in your class, having that chance to move around the the room a lot. And it's tiring, but it's wonderful because you have that chance to connect with every student. They can work closely with each other. And so thinking about the different things I use in my classroom, whether it's my Spanish classes where they're using hands-on materials, they're sharing iPads or doing different games or using materials like markers and pencils and paper and non-technology tools, but also interacting with things in my STEAM class where they're using augmented virtual reality tools or things to do with coding hands-on where I have to really think about what types of learning activities am I going to have for my students that will still give them the chance to learn and to have that hands-on piece, but of course, mindful of all of the precautions that we have to take. And that's taking up a lot of my mind in the last couple of weeks, the biggest thing that I'm, I'm not looking forward to is having that structure of the, the desks in rows and split around the room and not being able to have those interactions. And I certainly understand the need for that. I just hope that it doesn't help. I shouldn't say help, that it doesn't kind of put me back into the way that I was where I was standing in the front of the room and just talking at my students the whole time. And so that is where I plan to focus a lot of my time over the next couple of weeks, which is kind of what I was focusing on in this episode, a little bit of an in-between because we've just finished our school year and we're thinking already about the next school year. And so this summer is unlike any other summer that we've had. Probably it's not a surprise that teachers don't technically take the entire summer off. I mean, there are definitely vacations and time with family and friends, which are necessary time to relax, recharge, and then uh, get ready for the new school year. But this year is different because I almost feel, and not almost, I do feel that we really can't take a big break because we don't know what it's going to look like. And until we have some kind of an idea, we have to keep thinking about all of the possibilities And that is stressful, right? Because we're thinking, well, if I put all this time in and then all of a sudden everything changes and we're ready to go back into our classroom and everything is kind of normal or as normal as it can be, then I've invested all this time and I can't use that. Or if you prepare to be fully online distance learning and have everything set up for that and then go into your classroom and think, I can't use any of those things. So what do we do? Uh, Do we think about all the things? I, I guess we have to, but I think it's important to focus on things that we know will work regardless of where we are. And that means if we're in our classrooms and our students that are at home are at home on some days, or if we're switching the groups and live streaming for some students like group A, group B students, or if we're fully out of our classrooms at home and working remotely again, like we found ourselves at the end of the year. So big picture items, like how are we going to build those relationships, connect with our students, let them know who we are, get to know them, whether we're in our classroom or out of our classroom. Ideas, making a video, an introduction to you, using some of the different digital tools that are out there, setting that up because even if we go back to our classrooms, 
that is something that we can share, not just with our students, but we can share with their families for the families of the students to get to know us, because that's, that's a very important part of this as well. What are some ideas that we can bring into our classroom? Project-based learning, giving students an opportunity through PBL, perhaps Genius Hour, where they can explore on their own if we're in school, great. It can go beyond the walls of the school and connect globally. If we are not in school, that is something that they can do in their home, in and around the space that they're living in. Also, thinking about what are we going to do to give information to not just our students, but to the families. Setting up things like regular email or having a messaging app or even better yet, having a newsletter of some sort. There's plenty of options out there for creating. I personally love using Buncee because of all of the different choices I have in it. The templates that are available, it doesn't take a ton of time to use. You can even send it directly to, the, to whoever with email and see if they actually got it. It is a very nice way to connect and share information. Plus, it has immersive reader. So if you have students who are building their language skills or if you have families who are not all speaking English or you're dealing with a lot of different languages that are spoken by families and students, it's great to have that immersive reader in the tool that you're using so that everybody can translate it, practice the language, whatever they need to make it, uh, make sure that it's reaching them. Those things we can control now. Finding ways to check in with our students, whether we create forms using Google or Microsoft, or we have some other tool like say Flipgrid videos, or even a game that you can add questions into, a Kahoot, a quizzes game, for example. There are lots of options out there. And then think about a schedule. Think about what days will be like. Get your mindset around if you are working from home, what will your schedule be like to the best that you can figure it out? Because we don't, we won't necessarily know what our school schedule will be, but get a mindset around a workflow for you. Because if we are remote, we have other people in our homes, we have other responsibilities tied in to the same time that we are, of course, teaching. And so those types of things, that's what I've been focusing on is what can I wrap my head around now? What can I learn about now that will help me not just at the start of the school year, but just will help me in general in the work that I do. And so kind of in between season one, season two episode, I do have a couple of guests coming up here in the next few episodes. So I think those will still be kind of in between the seasons before I officially kick off season number two. I do invite you to join in my weekly show on learningrevolution.com which has a lot of different opportunities for professional development. There are book groups, and then there are a series of different shows every single week. So mine is on Wednesdays, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it is called Thrive in EDU, which is part of one of my most recent books, Unconventional Ways to Thrive in EDU. It's a hashtag. It's also my show on Learning Revolution. And every Wednesday, I will have a guest or guests on different topics that we'll talk about, ranging from social-emotional learning, project-based learning, global collaborations. We'll look at uh, future-ready skills, uh, let's see, augmented virtual reality, and then preparing for school in the fall. Also doing a book group that will be coming up as well, if anybody wants to join in. 
But every Wednesday, my next uh, couple of weeks, I already have my guests scheduled. So looking forward to some of the topics. Also, we'll be talking about mental health and wellness, self-care, the importance of figuring out how to prepare ourselves and also what can we provide for our students to support them as we make these transitions back to school. So as always, I thank you for listening to my podcast, Thrive in EDU. I look forward to the next episode, which no guarantees what it will be about, but hope to see you join in on my show on Wednesdays, uh, Thrive in EDU on learningrevolution.com. You just need to set up a free account, check out the schedule to see all the different shows and recordings from prior sessions, or even submit a proposal to present your own. It's a great way to share what you're doing and to help others to learn from you and also to make connections that are so important for us as uh, educators and, of course, as people. So have a great day. Thank you again for listening, and I will catch you next time.